This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We are back here on a Tuesday, Valentine's Day as it is, and uh, Natalie proves that she's one that's out there that's bumping that number up every year, uh, buying for friends and coworkers and family, and did you get a Valentine's Day? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I did too. Natalie's lovely and friendly like that. Isn't she? That's a way to start the day off. Thanks, Natalie. I got a, a, two days now. I had uh, lunch with Natalie and, and, a, and a group of, of very dear friends. Uh, uh, it was a two-hour and 15-minute lunch. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I don't think I've recovered yet. It was nice, <laughs> you know. In this world where we're running around and everything's down to the minute, it was nice to, to be stop. able to just sprawl out a little and and have some great conversation. Thank you for that. Uh, all right, so uh, Wayne Kent is uh, in the studios for the first time in in how long? It's been a year. Has it really? It's been a year. We went off the air. Uh, the, I think think the second or third week of February of last year. Just like that, it's gone by. Yeah, I you know I'm the last three years. I have no sense of time. Right. I mean, you could have told me eighteen months. Months, four months. I, I mean, I, I just, I don't have the same sense of it. No, we, none of us do. I think we're, st- we're still in recovery, obviously, if not financially or in terms of socially, certainly emotionally we all yeah, are. Yeah, I think that's that's probably right. Uh, all right, so before we get into the heart of the matter, which we're going to, uh, what's it been like? You know, I mean, how hard has it been for you? Uh, do you just, do, did you still go to church? <laughs> or do you still go to the same church? I still go to the same church. Do you ever stand up and just want to like, you know. No, they're doing great without me. Actually, <laughs> the numbers are up, which is what you want, which is a little distressing from a personal point of view as well. No, but that's really good. I've been helping out another church, uh, one of the churches up in Clinton a little bit. I've been overseas. I walked across Spain. I don't know if you know that. I, uh, I saw something about that on social media. Yes. Uh, we've been to Poland and um, it's it has the, the transition to being retired has not been difficult, mostly because I don't know that I I, it feels like I've just changed responsibilities in well, some I, ways. You know, and yeah. life is busy. and It would be weird, though, if I quit tomorrow and I had to come in here and sit and watch the other guy do it. Oh, I don't know. You, you, for me, it's a it's different dynamic uh, by all means. But I, I, we were gone from, from First Decatur, First Christian, for probably six or seven months before we were at, in terms of being there a whole lot. And... Uh, we tend to go in on Saturday nights and say on Sundays, good luck to you. That's not quite how it goes, but, <laughs> but more or less. I'm yeah. trying not to read between the lines. Okay. No, no, it's all good. It's uh, all, trust me, it is all good. I still have a small office in the building, so I go in there once a week and kind of make, make everybody kowtow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I have a little <laughs> office in the building to take care of things that... People still want to see you and so forth. I it's all it. good. All right. Well, it's good to see you. Glad you uh, are back. And I know uh, you've been on this show uh, uh, via phone uh, when you were traveling to Poland. Right. Um, uh, I have sat and had conversations with Howard about all of his trips, uh, you know, t- inside of Ukraine. We're over a year into this, uh, which I, you know, sometimes the world just quits paying attention doesn't seem like the support is going away, but we also probably are now in a very different place in Poland than we were a year ago. I mean, it's one thing when it's brand new and you have an emergency and people mm-hmm. need help. Mm-hmm. What does it look like a year later? Well, I, candidly, it's 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 more organized than it was during the initial days. And I, let me, before we even go jump into Poland, acknowledge that even while we're talking about the impact of the war in Ukraine, Crisis and human tragedy is an ongoing story, and 
you know, we've got to acknowledge that even if we talk about Ukraine or and the need there, we have this huge need in Turkey and Syria as well that I don't know exactly how to address per se, other than I say there's a humanity a crisis for humanity within Ukraine that I do know how to address. So I'll take that one on. So, I'd, but by no means do I want to diminish what's happened in recent days in Turkey and Syria at at the same time. It's a very different dynamic just geopolitically. As you mentioned earlier, you know, Syria is impossible to get into. Uh, the borders the, are closed. The borders are closed. Turkey, you know, we, we spent a day in Turkey, uh, uh, you know, according, you know, there's a little bit of an argument, but the Virgin Mary may be buried there. And it's uh, an amazing place guarded by Muslims yeah. uh, where it, it's a beautiful place. Uh, it really is. And so when I, you know, when you've been on someone's ground, you, you just have this different feeling when you watch these images, 34,000 people, you know, that they have, and still finding survivors eight days into that. Isn't that crazy. remarkable? Yeah. Remarkable. So, but we, you know, you've got this, you were, you've been there, you've helped. Right. And so when I was there in February, I was literally standing at the Ukrainian embassy in Warsaw. I have the, our church partner is less than a block away, and you saw these long lines of Ukrainian women with their women and with their children in standing in the snow, uh, with snow coming down, trying to figure out how am I going to get my passport, which I left in the eastern side of Ukraine. And so we set up a um, copy machine center right there, right, and said, you need copies? Here, we, we've, we leased copy machines and um, bought paper, which you wouldn't think is a big deal, but that's a big deal when you're standing at, and they and Nancy says, we can't process you unless you make copies of this, this, and this, and you're in a country where you don't speak the language, you don't have money. So it's things like that that now are much more organized, and the f- influx of people has sort of, not it has waned, but now they're all there. There's 1.6 million Ukrainians in Poland. They've dispersed. I had a re- report yes, just last night overnight from a friend who operates all the warehouse centers in Warsaw where they have these large warehouses where they're just like cots one after the other 30,000 cots it was one of the most emotionally gut-wrenching scenes I'd ever seen Um, they're down to now where they have a thousand people living there 600 of whom are in our children Mm -hmm. I got that overnight Um, just you know in the last 24 hours so there's still a significant problem but it is more dispersed throughout the country and and now Poland has moved from not only taking care of the people in Ukraine, but they're much more active in sending um, material and supplies into Ukraine. So it's, it's, as you would expect in a year, they've sort of grown up and figured out systems, and so the systems are beginning to kick in. Okay, still mostly women and children, right? Because men of a certain age are required to stay and fight uh, right. in so the Ukraine. So you have 18 through 60, through 60 are not allowed to leave. Okay. And even, unless so you senior have, citizens, women and children. Right. Unless you have four children or more, and unless you have, if you have a, ch- a child with special needs, then you're allowed to leave. But if you, even for the men who have the permission to leave, there's sort of a social stigma to not leave. But right. Fair enough. You right. know, how are you going to do it after the war, and you are the one who went to Poland, if you're male and you went to Poland and you're, it just... So most, there are very few men of the 1.6 million, more than 9 million Ukrainians left Ukraine. 1.6 of them are presently in Poland. That 9 million, most of them came through Poland and moved on. So Poland has borne the brunt of it. What's been the hardship on Poland's just infrastructure? I mean, you think about schools, you think about this influx of people, how that then ripples throughout the entire country. The inflation rate... um, 
is at 16.5% right now. And in f that's in housing and uh, sort of basic uh, infrastructure. In terms of food alone, the, in the inflation is running at 40%, mostly because you've brought into a nation of less than 40 million people. You've brought 9 million people through the, play through the doors and left with 1.6. So if you're in a school, for example, or you're a school teacher, imagine this. You used to have 25 kids teaching eighth grade algebra. You've got 25 kids in your class. Now you have 35 or 40 kids in your class, 10 of whom don't speak Polish. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've got to teach them Polish and algebra. What's that do to your curriculum? What's that do to the advancement of the Polish eighth graders? Mm -hmm. Or what's it do to the medical system? Because the, every Ukrainian that comes across the border is given free medical care. And uh, so they are coming primarily, most of the Ukrainians leaving Ukraine are from the eastern side of Ukraine, which is the, if you think um, economically, the further east you go, the less resources the people have. So they're coming from directions of Ukraine. And so they're looking for medical care. And so the medical system is overwhelmed. And probably about five or six months in, in visiting, we went back in September, you began to begin to feel this sort of, um, not resentment, but an awareness that this war in Ukraine perpetrated by Russia has now impacted Poland to a greater degree. And there's this, I mean, they, many Poles still have people, families living in their third bedroom. Mm -hmm. We have friends who say, we've got a Polish family with us this week. I mean, a Ukrainian family with us this week. So they, they're being very gracious, but not without cost. Okay. How is the community uh, foundation involved? Well, we feel like collectively when there is a war, we all have an important role to play. We've had a lot of donors that wanted to help and weren't for sure where. So we had an amazing meeting with Pastor Wayne and the efforts they have. And we want to collectively come together to support another mission trip to Poland and help how we can because so many people want to reach out and a lot of times particularly like we talked about with Syria and Turkey and the Ukraine there aren't safe ways to give so we're also partnering with community foundations in Poland and then going to Poland yeah so we'll we'll go we we've oh in the past year we've developed the right relationships you may recall Brian what happened was I thought we might get $2,500 when I said anybody want to help out the Ukrainians and within 10 days we had $70,000 and that sort of made me rethink how we were going to manage the money. That was what drove the first trip in February. To this point, then, it's a quarter of a million dollars has been raised from the community and place out also congregations and individuals far from away from the community. And so um, you have to be very careful what you, how you manage that kind of money at all times, and particularly in war. You don't want to, you don't want to be you know, supplying graft to people. You don't want people, you know, skimming stuff off the top. So we're very careful in who it goes to. We we don't when we if we give money, we'll say to an organization or a church or a group that's doing something, we'll give you twenty five thousand dollars. But to get the twenty five thousand dollars, you've got to show either receipts for what you purchased or an invoice for what you're about to purchase. So now that may be too hands on for some people, but I mm -hmm. would rather have that that sort of. Um, confidence in knowing what's going on. Okay, uh, and and I know that's on the back end. That's you need to do that. I, I, but people's hearts want to just help. Then absolutely. I mean, so I mean, I'm glad you have 
that in place, but that's not what you know people are. People want to do this because they've just seen these images for a year. They've seen. I I think it, it's to me it's the David versus Goliath thing that this thing is that people are. Uh, so unbelievably impressed that this tiny little country has stood up to this gigantic, you know, thing and, and held their, the way the presidents handled it. I, you know, I, it's, I just, there's a lot of dynamics to this story, which people then sort of like feel like, man, how can I help? How can right. I be a part of that beyond like, you know, giving to some obscure organization that you have no idea whether it's right. having an impact or not. Right. So what are, what, what are the plans? When, when are you going back? And then what happens before then? Well, so we have a fund available at the Community Foundation that you can support this mission work and it's on our website and then we are going to be doing several fundraising events between now and May and we'll be talking about them on the show and having um, a day of celebration that you want to share some yeah. details. So on April 22nd we're going to do an and event. What is that? Is that a it's a Saturday. Saturday, okay. We're going to do an event at the Decatur Club and then uh, we'll probably we will invite people to say you want to learn the story, you want to see the photos, you want to hear some people and um, we have um, some video planned, which is going to be quite surprising, I think, for the community. Um, the, it's dramatic what Central Illinois, how high our care and the money that Central Illinois raised already, how high in the Polish society and culture that we got an, a, a video from the prime minister saying thank you. So we're going to see if we can talk to him again. And say, hey, uh, do you want to send one that says, please give more? <laughs> <laughs> well, talk to me about uh, what a donation might mean. You know, and I think it's always impactful when you can sort of, you, you know, um, you know, this much provides this much. Well, for example, there are more than a million children that are Ukrainian, many of them whom are you can imagine. So if you're a woman or a family, you have two, three children, your husband's going to stay in um, Ukraine, you're leaving Ukraine to go to Poland, so you've got two, three kids with you, all school age or under school. Once you get to Poland, what are you going to do? The government will give you some money that will, the Polish government will give you funds that will last for about three to four weeks. But then you've got to figure out, if I'm going to go get work, who's going to take care of my pre-K kids? So we set up, at this point, we have 13 pre-K centers set up around the country. And it costs $4 a day to feed those children. There's real, that's real dollars, what it really costs to feed each one of those babies or children. Uh, ironically or fascinatingly, IKEA has a factory in Poland with 11,000 employees. And when they heard we were setting up these um, daycare centers and what was going on with all the warehouses and these, all these children, they said, we'll stop all production in our factory until we supply you with all the furniture you need for all these centers around the country. And so we've, we've got furniture in there. We um, Here's a story. A mattress, for example, costs about $300. So you have these women arriving with their kids. Uh, think about 9 million people showing up, 1.6 of whom stay. But for the first three or four days, you've got 9 million who show up. Where are you going to put them? Where they, they don't have money for hotels. The hotels are overrun. So the obvious place is flat ground space or flat floor space, large auditoriums and churches have more that more than that than other places. So churches cleared out their pews and then they figure out, well, what, what are these people going to sleep on on the floor? We bought mattresses, hundreds of them. Yeah. $300. And there's still need. Or um, in some places uh, we said, okay, the, the reality is this, this camp, we've got a camp where they took in 200 people 
and that was throughout the winter into early spring. But then their bread and butter is to have campers come in the in the summer. Where are we going to put the Ukrainians? Well, if we're going to bring campers in, in order to make a budget, so we rented um, these. Um, you, they look like tra- sort of um, semi trailers that are made into units, and a family will sleep in this little room uh, where we just filled the bunk filled with bunk beds, and they're air conditioned and heated if it's hot or cold. There's no water in there, so then we brought in a different trailer. It's got showers and bathrooms. So those sorts of systems are now in play, whereas in the first few weeks and first few months it was chaos, as you would expect. Nine people, nine million people show up on your doorstep. It's chaos. So it was very hard initially. And as I said, that in February, walking into that, with the war was three weeks old, or early March, pardon me, walking into that warehouse and seeing 30,000 cots mm-hmm. was, uh, it, it's a sight I'll never forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will have more details, right? Yes. yes. Uh, and a lot of conversations that are going on. And, and uh, if you've been looking for a way to help, uh, or to make a difference, you can go to makingkindofgives.org or wait till we're going to be doing some other events that you'll have a chance to uh, to give. But Wayne, we appreciate it. It's great seeing you. It's good to see uh, you. Good, and uh, thank you for all this work. And Natalie, as always, uh, uh, connecting everybody together. Uh, if people want to give right now, they can go to your website and do that, right? Yes, and also through First Christian. Wayne, but, step in firstdecator.org. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Guys, we appreciate it. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.